I want to read two verses of scripture tonight out of the gospel of Luke chapter 6. In verse 21, Jesus said, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for you shall laugh. And verse 25 said, Woe unto you that are full, for you shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. It's a paradox. And there's a deeper meaning to that, of course, more than just natural hunger, but spiritual hunger. Blessed are you that hunger now, for you shall be filled. But woe unto you that are full, for you shall hungry. And I want to I talk to you for a little bit tonight from the subject, Blessed are the Hungry. Is anybody hungry tonight? Hmm. Anybody hungry for the things of God in this place? Now hold on a second. I appreciate that obligatory response, but is anybody just, just you don't have to get louder. I'm looking at expression because some of you are clapping, looking around the room, so you really wasn't clapping for what I said. You're clapping because somebody else is clapping. But is anybody hungry? tonight for the things of God hungry I'm hungry I'm hungry amen father we thank you for what is in this place tonight your anointing and your angelic presence the many angels that are here tonight the glory of the Lord that is in this place and the anointing and the power of God that we feel around us in this sanctuary and I pray that you would help us, Lord, to focus our minds and attentions on the things of God. I pray, Lord, that you would help us, God, to connect with the deep things of God. Help us, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, not to let our carnal mind wander, but let us have the mind of Christ tonight. And I pray that there will be an outpouring of your spirit in this place. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Just one more time before you're seated. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, do it like you mean it. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you for your response. Every, everything that God does is intentional. We know that. And everything is done to, to draw us closer to him. That we may understand him. That he may know us. I know that God knows all of us. He's got the hairs of our head numbered. But yet the scripture said that he... He looked at those that were lost at the throne of judgment and he said, I will say unto them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. Strange that he can number the hairs of our head and know us that intimately but have no relationship with us. It's not because of him, it's because of us. 
So the Lord is first and foremost a teacher, instructing and drawing, bringing people closer to him. He wants us to know him. In the 16th chapter of the book of Exodus, the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full. For you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You brought us out here to kill us with hunger. That's right. He didn't bring them out there to kill them with hunger. He brought them out there to make them hungry. Woe unto you that are full, for you shall hunger. It's a dangerous place to get to where you're so full of God that you hunger for no more of him. And so the scripture teaches us about this constant emptying out of ourselves, pouring out ourselves. We become more of a conduit than a container. If you're trying to contain the Lord and just pulling up to the table only when you're hunger, hungry and there is no desire in you when the Lord has just done his greatest miracle. I said it this morning, but... Sometimes the worst thing that can happen to people is that they win and that they get victory. Because whatever it was that caused them to become desperate enough to finally obtain that great victory, now all of a sudden we got what we want and we can put it on cruise control. But woe unto you that are full, for you shall hunger. And so he led the people of Israel out into the wilderness to to make them hungry. God was using this experience of hunger to humble this rebellious people and to teach them to hunger not for the things of Egypt and the flesh pots and the leeks, but to hunger for the things of the Spirit And so he began to feed them with manna. Now manna means what is it? And I'm going to read to you here in a moment that it was something that they had never seen of, never heard of before. They had never had it before. And in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, the Bible said that he humbled them and suffered thee to hunger. Some of you that have been through The wilderness and struggles and toil, darkness and locked in a tomb of late should take note of the fact that God at times will suffer you to hunger. He's trying to tap into something in you that will cause you to reach for him in a measure that you've never reached for him before. So he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. Watch what he says. Which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know. He said, I'm going to feed you with something. I'm going to introduce you to something that you've never heard of before. You've never tasted of before. And your fathers have never tasted of before. But I am going to help you to develop an appetite for this manna. 
that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone. It wasn't about the bread, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. The Lord wants to develop a hunger for his word in us. Not just a hunger for the written word. I'm all for Bible quizzing. You know that. I'm all for memorization of scripture. But it's not just the Logos, but the rhema word of God. Hungering for a prophetic word. That part of us that says, I've got to hear a word from the Lord. Is anybody with me here tonight? Hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I am hungry tonight. He was trying to lead them. He was dropping the breadcrumbs. Those times in your life where the Lord begins to just drop these little breadcrumbs. What, what does this mean? Don't worry about what it means. Just go out and pick it up. I want you to get enough today to sustain you through today. And when you go out tomorrow, there's going to be the same thing on the ground because I am developing an appetite in you. What I'm trying to do is get rid of the taste on your palate for the things of Egypt. And that part of you that wants to reach back for the pots that, that, that justify and that, and that feed the flesh and the lust of the flesh on the inside of you, I am trying to get you to hunger for the word of God. We need a word from the Lord in this hour. The enemy will twist the word. He will, he will lie and deceive. He will do everything he can to turn the word of God inside out until it's unrecognizable. Amen. We don't need dead prophets in the pulpit. We don't need false teachers in the pulpit. And we don't need people that will scoot around the truth and scoot around the issue. We need some people that know how to devour the manna from heaven because the manna was Christ. And we need something that will pull us into the presence of Jesus here tonight. You believe what I'm preaching? In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, manna, for they shall be filled. That is, those who earnestly desire to see God's will become a reality. God, if you don't speak, I can't move. I have no direction. I have no wisdom. We've got to get to the place where we quit acting like we know everything and we can make decisions without him and we can pray, but if he didn't answer quick enough, we're going to go ahead and do it. We need a word from heaven about everything going on in our lives. But to get that, there's got to be a hunger developed in you on the inside that says, I, I've got to hear a word from him tonight. Woo, I wish somebody would go ahead and praise him. Mm. Go ahead and praise him. Mm. Ooh, I feel something in this place. In John chapter 6 and verse 35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. That constant appetite of saying, Jesus, I thank you for what you did for me today and this morning and yesterday and last month and two years ago. But God, I, I need more of you. 
The world is getting darker. I need more light. Uh, the world is getting more confusion. I need more revelation. Just hold on just a minute. The world is getting heavier. I need something to lift my heavy burden. I got to have more of you, Jesus, than I've ever had uh, in my life. He, he will satisfy until you get to the place where you are still unsatisfied because the more you have of him, the more that you want from him. He is the bread of life. I don't know about you, but take this whole world and give me Jesus. I am hungry for the things of God. I want to know him. Oh, my soul is thirsty for him tonight. Woo. Praise God. Now, the scripture tells us about a man by the name Esau. You've heard of him before. He was a profane person. The scripture calls him a fornicator. He did not understand, nor did he respect the things of the Spirit, and he had a wrong response to his hunger. You can have a wrong response to your hunger. Are you listening to me tonight? Be careful how you react when you're going through a storm. When you're walking through the wilderness, when you find yourself in a desert place, in a time of famine, be careful how you respond. Because if you're not careful, you will exchange the sacred blessings of God for one morsel of food and become a man such as Esau, that though he sought it carefully with tears, he found no place of repentance and lost the blessing of the birthright and his power that was given to him at his birth. If you're not careful, you will let the dryness and the famine in a desert place cause you to reach for the satisfaction of the flesh. But I believe there's somebody in here tonight that say I know how to react when I find myself in a dry place. I am going to reach for him. I'm going to hold on to his unchanging hand. Woo! My God have mercy. Yeah. The Bible said, for you know how that afterward, there's something, there's something coming after your hunger. You know that how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. He was rejected. Be careful that you don't think that this dry place is the place that you will always be. There's an exit to this thing. Don't you react wrongly in because there is a birthright. There is an inheritance. There is a blessing. Don't you dare let the devil, my God, have mercy. Don't you let him talk you out of your birthright blessing. He's going to put a pot in front of you and you're going to have to push it aside and say, I can't, I can't partake of that. I got to get on my knees. I gotta get under the altar and I gotta have some more of Jesus. I gotta have him tonight. Blessed are the hunger. Blessed are the hungry. Blessed are the thirsty. Woe unto them that are full, for they shall hunger. He let his hunger drive him away from the blessing. He traded the blessing of spiritual hunger for the cravings of his fleshly hunger and he was called the son of the desert Esau was banished to the desert he could not ever get out of the desert because when he found himself famished he reached for the wrong pot 
Whatever he was hunting for in the desert never happened. So he compromised for a bowl of temporary satisfaction. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The temptation is there. Just to go back to her and to call him and to text him and to, and to get on social media and try to find somebody you never met before and hook up or go back to the go back to the weed and go back to the nicotine and go back to the drugs and go back to lying and cheating and lusting around and hating on people and being bitter. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because the enemy will put a pot of lentils in front of you and convince you that it's going to be your last meal. But honey, if you'll just hold on, the, her- the inheritance is coming. The blessing is coming. My God. You, I'm talking to somebody here tonight. If you hold on, if you hold on, there's an exit to this desert, baby. Oh my God, have mercy. Don't you ever trade the covenant for convenience. Don't you ever throw in the towel on the, on the contract that God has made with you for a temporary night of the sack or a moment of pleasure. You can't give in to the pleasures of sin for a season. Sometimes you've got to suffer with the people of God. But the blessing is greater than you can imagine if you hold on. Jesus, Jesus knew what it was like to be hungry. There's temptations that come in the wilderness in Matthew 4 and 2 when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He afterward was hungry. He afterward was hungry. And the devil came and tempted him three times. You know what he responded with? It is written. I got the word, baby. You can lie all you want to, devil, but I got a word from the Lord. It is written. It is written. Some of you need to get that on the end of your tongue and tell the devil, I know you think that you're going to destroy me, but it is written. I'm blessed and highly favored of the... I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I'm not just a survivor. I'm more than a conqueror. Blessed are the hungry, blessed are the hungry, blessed are the hungry, blessed are the hunger. Sit down, let me preach. Luke 15, when he came to himself, the prodigal, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I perish You don't have to go the way of the prodigal. But hunger was what had took, took him back to the father's house. You don't have to get on the outside of the building looking back toward the church saying, I wish I hadn't done that. You don't have to do it that way. But if you did, God said, I'll lead you out there and make you hungry. You'll find yourself eating out of the pig pen. You'll find yourself eating slop. And you'll realize uh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This doesn't taste what the way I thought it was going to taste. I got to get back to the bread of my father's house. Have anybody listened to me here tonight? The living Bible said when he finally came to his senses... 
He said to himself at home, even the hired men have food enough and to spare. And here I am dying with hunger. You're not going to die with hunger. Blessed are the hungry. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 24, he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Be careful about the familiarity of fullness. Be careful about reducing God and the man of God just because you spent a lot of time around it. Just because you grew up around it. Oh, help me preach right now. He said, I, but I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel. Oh, I'm going to preach to some widows here tonight. In the spirit. They were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months when great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elijah sent except unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saying, uh, saying, saving Naaman the Syrian. Uh, it scares me to think that the building can be full, but God not go to everybody. Because everybody ain't hungry. Everybody might be in a famine. But that don't mean everybody's hungry. Because some people love their famine. But God's going to find him a little widow woman in the crowd. And he's going to find him a leper in the crowd. That says, hey, if you don't want it, I want it. I'm tired of being a leper. I'm tired of feeling empty. I'm tired of feeling destitute. I'm tired of being bankrupt. I can't sit here anymore. God was looking to everybody in the nation and he said I see all the widows but they're happy in the famine but there's a woman down there at Sarepta I'm going to send a prophet of the Lord down her with a word for the Lord and she's going to receive the blessing of her hunger my God have mercy we're going to get there we're going to get there somebody clap your hands unto him and give him praise You can't let this get old till you be seated. You can't let it become old hat. You can't let it become obligatory. You can't let it become traditional. Paul said in Philippians 4, I know how to be abased and I know how to, be, to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. So God when you bless me I'm going to pray like I'm hungry. And when I'm hungry Lord I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. Because I can't let go of my God. I can't let go of you. I can't let go of you. I'm hungry. Is anybody hungry for the manna tonight? Is anybody hungry for Jesus tonight? Is anybody hungry for the righteousness of God tonight? Take this whole world, leave it, leave it behind. I don't care, deep calleth unto deep. And what I know is this, that I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath reserved for them that love him. Amen, God is preparing something at the table of glory for you and I. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. 
praise him. Why don't you let us go, preacher? Because I'm teasing you. I'm trying to make you hungry. I'm trying to test your desperation. There's a blessing that comes with your hunger. I may not finish. said I don't care what the lawyer said I don't care what the banker said I don't care what your neighbor said I don't care what your enemy said I got Jesus and you can't take it away he gets sweeter as the days go by I can't get enough of Jesus I need some manna I need some manna right here in my desert place I need manna from heaven Don't you come up here and play church. Don't you come up here and act religious. When you're hungry, you'll do anything. When you're desperate, you'll pray anything. When you're hungry for him. I'm challenging somebody to let it out right now. Oh God, I'm challenging somebody. Empty yourself out and drink it in at the same time. Somebody's about to go in tonight. Somebody's about to go in with Jesus. Shut in with him in a secret place. Yeah. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. He said, Verily I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. preaching to somebody and I'm telling you all that struggle is God trying to suffer you to become hungry all that dry famine that desert place that you're in is the Lord suffering you to hunger hungry for him I'm hungry for him I'm hungry for him I'm hungry I want him I need him I desire him My flesh is meat indeed. My blood is drink indeed. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Go ahead. If you're sick of being shut down, if you're sick of not being able to feel anything, if you're tired of being numb, if you're tired of feeling carnal and have backslid, this is your moment to shut in with Jesus and go somewhere in the Holy Ghost that you've never been before. The greater the hunger, the greater the blessing. Yeah, yeah, you are what you eat. It's time to get some things out of your diet. It's time to cut out the carnality. It's time to quit wishing you were back by the flesh pots. It's time to quit reaching back into Egypt. Oh, it's time to change some diet. Hallelujah. Where's this going to take you? It's going to take you to the blessing. Some of you have been angry because you're hungry. And God's saying, don't, don't be angry because you're hungry. I'm suffering you to be hungry because I'm setting you up for the blessing. Oh, I'm about to give somebody a word from the Lord. I'm about to speak into your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol, reach for it. Yeah, reach for it. Reach for it. I'm not going to die in my desert. I'm not going to die. Oh, shut the Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you're not praying for yourself, reach over and pray for somebody else.
Tell him, tell him, Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm so thirsty. Oh, God, I'm desperate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pull up to the table. Pull up to the table. Oh, Catella la Bosia. Canda la Bosia. Yala la Mangaya Tala la Bosia. Yala Bacanda la Bosique. Ekea Bacanda la Bosea. I am the la Bosie. Kayanda la Bosekea. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. The manna will take you to the milk and honey. The manna will lead you to Canaan. The manna will take you through the Jordan. The manna will lead you through the wilderness. The manna will sustain you behind the cloud. Oh, hallelujah. Santa la Bohoya. I know some of y'all been going through hell. God said, I suffered thee to hunger. God said, I'm trying to squeeze everything out of you that you used to eat. It doesn't always have to be Egyptian food. But there's times the Lord squeezes on us. He purges us to change the taste on our palate in the name of Jesus. My God, have mercy. Would you stay with it, please? If you're praying, if you're not praying for yourself, please pray with somebody. But don't go back to your seats. Don't disconnect from this. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, God have mercy. Greater faith, I got to tell you. I got to tell you something's in this building that's beyond where we've been lately. 
Something's here right now that's going to get a hold of some people in this place. And the Lord, the Lord is about to turn some people inside out. Everything you've been up to this point, God's about to turn it inside out. God's about to change your whole identity. God's about to change the way you pray. God's about to to eliminate the worries that you have in your life and replace it with faith. He's going to strengthen your faith. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody in the Holy Ghost that God is about to turn somebody inside out. Jesus. Come on, young men, young men, young ladies. Oh, God, create a hunger. Create a hunger. Create a hunger, Lord, in them. Create a hunger, Lord, in them, in Jesus' name.
have mercy. This kind of hunger right here will birth a revival. This kind of hunger will bring a harvest. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. My God, baptize us. Baptize us in this place. I feel the Lord pouring something out in this building right now. Some of you are going to feel like warm oil pour down in your spirit I want you to just just take it in just take it in let the Lord impart something to you in this place in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. praise you oh we praise you we praise you praise you Lord we praise you Lord we praise you Lord we praise you Lord hallelujah Jesus, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 Jesus in your name. Jesus. Jesus in your name, oh God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This isn't for everybody. It's only for the hungry. Oh, Jesus. Brother Jordan, can I say something to you? I heard Brother Tenney say a lot of years ago, it's probably been 20 or more, but I'll never forget it. It stuck out to me. He said a man's, a man's gift in ministry should never exceed his character. And there's a lot of gifted people out there. But they don't have the character to sustain their gifting in their ministry. Jesus was 30 years in preparation for a three and a half year ministry. In today's world, we spend three and a half years preparing for a 30 year ministry. And what I heard the Lord say about you is that he, he has spent all these years in your life not preparing your gifting but preparing your character and those two righteous, godly amazing parents that my wife and I love so dearly have raised you up and have put in you a character that can sustain any ministry I believe that's standing right here, I feel that and the giftings and the, the things in ministry that you have sought after for however long, don't ever mistake that as thinking that you came up with that. I know you know that, but I think this would be awesome. This is what I want. The Bible does talk about 
covet earnestly the best gifts. But those things that you're seeking after, or those wasn't your idea. The Lord put that in you. To seek and to desire those things to flow out of your life. Which means it's all but a guarantee. And there's a lot that's already there. There's a lot that's already in operation. But what's going to continue to release that and cause that to flourish throughout your ministry is your hunger for Him. I don't think you hunger for minister, ministry more than you hunger for Him. And you have such a sincere and earnest desire for Him that there's some things that you've seen and you've had glimpses and it's, it's kind of give and take sometimes. can be a little frustrating. There's going to come a point in time and it's going to explode out of you. Not because you sought after it, but because God has spent your entire life building your character to sustain it. Now, there's a lot of people in your life, and I have nobody in mind, just a lot of people. I just know how, how people are. Over time, they have developed a certain perception of Gentry Jordan. Good or bad, I think it's all good. Nobody says anything to me as far as good or bad, but just, you know. But they have a certain perception of you. And it's hard when people kind of get their mind made up to become what you know the Lord is really leading you into without stirring up and getting people all whatever. You know how people are. But the Lord is the Lord's about to shift some things in your life and take you into areas and connect you with people that you've never been connected with before. You're going to minister in their pulpits. People that have never met you. And I know you're doing some of that. And you preach a lot. And you're gone every weekend and all that. I'm not talking about that. You're not a novice. But the Lord is shifting something. Because this identity is changing grad gradually over time. But it's because he's established your character. And sometimes when he does that, he, he takes the scissors and he cuts the cord on various other things in your life whether it's friendships or whatever else I'm not talking about family but but he just he just says we're okay we're we're done with that but now we're gonna we're gonna move this direction and that's happening right now I want you I want you to never doubt that whatever you have envisioned whatever you've hungered for whatever you thought that the Lord was going to do with and through you don't ever doubt that it's going to happen because the reason that you hungered for it and him in the first place is because he put it there. This was never your idea, never your idea. And this is a great lady right here that God's hooked you up with. What a wonderful, what a wonderful person. You two together, uh, there's apostolic ministry all around you. And God is going to do everything that you think and have thought that he's going to do in Jesus' name. I don't want to embarrass them, but they don't even have to pray. They don't even have to pray, and you don't even have to look at them or whatever. But I do want us to just pray for this couple right now. It just they, they don't have to do anything. They just sit there and just soak it up. But I want, you, I want you to lift your voice, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for every single step to be ordered of the Lord. I pray, God, for your doors to open and man's doors to shut.
I pray, Lord, for prophetic doors to open and political doors to shut. In the name of the Lord Jesus, how desperately we need seasoned, hungry, desperate, anointed evangelists, men of God, traveling the roads, moving according to the cloud, led by the Spirit of God, how desperately we need them in this hour. And I pray, God, that you're covering and you're anointing, God, come on them. Put a shield and a hedge about them and over them. I pray, God, that your mighty power move through their life, God. Let there be an exponential increase of anointing. I pray financial blessing. I pray favor in the name of the Lord, God. I pray revelation like he's never known it before and like she's never known it before. I pray that your yoke and your burden, Lord, would rest upon them. It's easy and light. Let it rest upon them in a measure. God, every time he steps in a pulpit, let that apostolic authority move out of his spirit. Let it thrust out of his spirit, Lord. Let it explode out of his spirit. Let these angels, God, that travel with him, Lord, let them minister freely. Let the gifts of the spirit, let that prophetic dimension, Lord, minister through him and through her. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We cannot be, we cannot be an average church. We can't. We cannot be a carnal church. We've come too far. We've seen too much. We cannot rest upon the prayers of yesterday. Teach us to pray. We have to allow these moves of God to happen. We have to allow our services to be to be everything that God has wanted them to be and wants them to be and desires them to be. We can't live on the memories of yesteryear. Amen. We need a new revival. And we need a new harvest of souls. We need an influx of souls. Amen. And I, I'm thankful for all the blessings, but the blessings is not the end all. It's not the conclusion. It's the setup for the support of what, of what God wants to do. Now, you remember what I said recently. Regardless of what you see happening with the economy out there, whether it's the price of gas, inflation, whatever, supply chain backlogs and businesses shutting down, what, whatever happens from here, um, I know they're trying their best to move us into socialism, and they're trying their best to, and you say, well, what's wrong with that? Because that's only the precursor to communism. That's been the push for a long time, but they are probably closer now than they've ever been. You don't just keep printing trillions of dollars and just giving it away, giving it away for no reason. I was in Buffalo Wild Wings last Sunday, and the waitress that takes care of us every week, I said, can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, what is going on with this restaurant? She said, 
she looked at me. She said, I think I know what you're talking about or something like that. And I said, every time I come in here, I got a 20-minute wait, a 30-minute wait. I've never had to wait on Sunday, and I don't see any staff. And she asked me about another restaurant. She said, did you hear about that other restaurant in Clarksville? I said, no. She said, they closed down. And I said, really? Why? Because the economy? She said, no. Because they're paying so much on unemployment that people don't want to work. That, that people are making more on unemployment than they were waiting tables. She said, look around. It's me and one other waiter in here for a whole restaurant. That's intentional. That's what they want. Depend on us. Depend on us. Count on us. We'll take care of you. We're the government. Lean on us. Because who they feed, they control. Amen. We're going to keep on eating the manna. And we're going to keep on depending on Jesus. And keep on living on the kingdom economy. Amen. Clap your hands and thank the Lord one more time for everything that he's done.